0: Welcome to Mondays with Matt with Matt Starkey. Start each week fresh with sound financial advice. Grab your coffee and maybe a pen. It's time to kick
1: off your week with Matt. Welcome into another edition of Mondays with Matt. This is late October and we are back to talk a little bit about taxes as the year is winding down. Retirement planning questions, some common ones around taxes. Now, Folks, it's not something that we should think about just once a time, one time a year, right? Fourth quarter, beginning of the first quarter. That's tax prep that's fine. That's great. We got to do that. But really, from a retirement standpoint, pre-retirees, really tax planning all year long should be something that's a consideration uh, into this whole process that is retirement strategy. And you know, saving money on taxes becomes that bigger focus at this time of year. I get it. That's fine. But let's broaden the scope a little bit uh, on this particular episode and focus on some of the most common questions around that. And hopefully we can avoid a few uh, missteps along the way. Matt, what's going on, my friend? How you doing?
0: hi Mark hi everybody we're just uh, winding up towards the end of the month here in October so yeah. um, gonna be it's, November it's, before you know it it's gonna be November before you know it hey I just finished up uh, writing some tax uh, bills myself oh, uh, I did, nice. got my got my corporate taxes done before the deadline there and uh, it's uh you know I'm I'm re- re- ready and versed on uh, how to reduce <laughs> those taxes <laughs> I wish I I don't have all of the keys like these big corporations where I can uh, get rid of everything that we pay taxes on, unfortunately, but right. uh, I'm getting there. I'm continue to keep expanding the knowledge. So Yeah.
1: Well, look, I mean, as an investment advisor representative, you know, I mean, obviously you're not a CPA, but obviously you still take into tax planning goes into a lot of the, the conversation and, and having a financial team in your corner, you know, I, I imagine that you also refer people out or work with people uh, in that regard as well for getting further into it. Uh, but it's still important having these folks kind of all work in the same direction for us because taxes, like it or not, it's a big, dang component of what's going to happen to your retirement money.
0: Yeah, As the saying
1: goes, not what, you, not what you make, but what you keep.
0: Yeah, it's a huge component. <laughs> if you think about it too long, I get a little angered by that. I don't <laughs> like to pay taxes. I don't think anybody likes to pay taxes.
1: You mean nobody but- comes in and says, Matt, I want to pay more. How do I do it? Yeah, I wish. Not right? really,
0: right? If you want to pay more, you just give me a call. No, actually, it's it is. It's one of those things that kind of fuels our fuels the fire, if you will. Um, and uh, I work with a lot of business owners, so we there's a lot of lot of talk on how do we reduce taxes that we owe. Um, yeah. What's the best way? And there's a lot of opportunities out there. Actually, um, one of them is paying yourself first. You know, through setting up retirement plans and things. I always say, put money in your own pocket and. And um, before you put it in the governments and and that's good and creates some loyalty for your employees, all that fun stuff. But, we're not talking about that necessarily today, but um, so let's kick. But off. we can't.
1: But we can. I mean, yeah. I mean, if you wind up going business, that's fine too. But yeah, let yeah. me let me give you a couple of the common questions here because people still are confused. Now we've had the current tax structure since 17, 2017. Uh, it's going to sunset starting in twenty twenty six at the end of twenty five. If if they do nothing else, which it's still being talked about just about on the regular, that they're going to make tax changes, and they they still possibly could. Uh, but just let's let's play under the assumption that the tax code that we're in now will stay until 26. Uh, and people are confused by deductions. You know, am I going to have as many deductions in retirement as I do when I'm working? And I think if you're still confused by this, you definitely need to be, need to be working with somebody because the dist- it's so high that really you're not doing deductions now. That was kind of the point of it.
0: Yeah. Um, so one of the interesting things, I mean, I think there's a lot of people a lot of things that people just don't pay attention to over the years. And right. when you do your taxes once a year and your, everything's kind of straightforward, you know, y- y- you might not pay that much attention sure. to it. If you're a business owner or take a lot of time itemizing deductions and things like that, that would be something that you probably already have known this answer. But to, your, to answer that question, am I going to have as many deductions in retirement as I did while working? Under current rules? Probably not. You're not going to have a lot that you're going to actually itemize and take deductions for. Mm -hmm. And the reason is because you have a very large standard deduction.
1: Yeah. what 25 grand, right. For couples. For
0: couples. Yeah. 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 And so, um, so when we look at and we calculate the things, I I am not a CPA. I just play one on TV. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) No, but I have, we have, um, I actually have a CPA that is, um, registered, um, with, with our firm, and we we will refer out if you have if you have needs and you have uh, somebody you need somebody to help you with these questions. Definitely give us a call. Um, but the, but but often what I'm finding is couples are t- and singles are taking that individual standard tax deduction um, under the current rule, and it, that's a lot equates to a lot more than you could ever itemize um, on your own for most of us. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Now, there are some exceptions to that. If, like I said, business owners or if you're very charitably inclined and you have a lot of income and you give a lot away, um, you could possibly surpass your standard deduction and you might itemize. So generally, though, speaking, um, most of the people that we work with are when you're retired, you know, your income is coming down now unless you have that pension, social security and, and, and anything else. And so there's not going to be probably a lot of itemized deductions for you. You're just going to usually yep. take that standard.
1: Now, way. stay tuned, right? Because if they change the laws, it could go back the way. That, and if it sunsets, if nothing gets done, it will go back to the way it was under the Obama administration. So we'll, we'll you know, that number will come back down and we'll have to go back to itemizing. But for now, Correct. We'll, Correct. we'll leave it under that one. So that brings me to another misnomer. Okay, that was the first one. The second one is the the assumption that many of us have that we'll be in a lower tax bracket when we get to retirement, but I want to preface that by saying it this way, Matt. I think that what happens is is we're 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 educated or 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 not educated, however you want to look at it. We're told on the regular that if we go to work and we do the four hundred one k, and we, or you know we just put money away for retirement. When we get to retirement, we'll be in a lower tax bracket. It is possible. I do think it is possible to be a lower tax bracket, and I'm going to have you chime in because you do this every day, but. It doesn't just happen naturally. It's not, like a, it's not like an automatic given just because you saved money in a 401k that you'll naturally be in a lower tax bracket. It takes
0: tax planning. Absolutely. Tax brackets are going to change. And that's the thing you have to realize is if I retired 10 years ago or if I retired this year or if I retire 10 years in the future, depending on who's in, in the White House and Congress and depending on what, what is put together for the tax bill, if you will, that's how you're going to pay taxes. Now it used to be back in um, the seventies and eighties when they, in the, when they're introducing these tax deductions, like the 401k. Yeah. Most of those people are in a lower tax bracket today at when they retire than they were back then, but people were paying a lot more like 40, 40 to 50% in, in a lot of times in, in taxes um, back in the day. And when Ronald Reagan was, was in office with Art Laffer, the economist, they Put together a plan that reduced taxes, and uh, that created a lot of uh, a lot of favorable environment for for the market for for people um, taking home more of their paychecks. Now they're spending in the, in the economy, and the economy kind of took off there, uh, and has put us where we are today. But as you. I can't guarantee. And, and a lot of times young people today, I'm telling, no, you're probably going to be in a higher tax bracket because yeah. look at our national deficit. That's is one of the big things. Mm-hmm. And then social security as the baby boomers are retiring um, we've got about half of them retired now. And um, what we're finding is that there's just not a, a big payroll to support ongoing retirements for baby boomers uh, indefinitely. In fact, you know, it's causing a big strain on the financial system. And the only way that the government can actually continue to fund Social Security because yeah. it is in the government's hands is to increase taxes on the citizens. Exactly. And so you're going to find rules changing. You might pay more tax on your Social Security, which is kind of unfair, but that's could be it's the a, way it it's is. It's a
1: possibility. Exactly.
0: That's, that's a possibility. Or we could we could go back up to fifty percent payroll tax for workers because we have to fund. The retirees. Well, and we
1: can look, and I say, man, we can look no further than some of the changes that they've already made uh, to the Secure Act, for example, the elimination of the stretch IRA. There's been some confusion from the IRS about exactly how those ten years are supposed to work. People are under the kind of the under the assumption that they wanted that tax money, you know, uh, one lump time. Then it was like, well, no, we we want you to take an RMD every year, uh, so on and so forth. So they're still trying to work this out. But the bottom line is, is if you look, and there's forty Forty-five trillion dollars in retirement accounts sitting out there uh, that have not been taxed yet, and there's a thirty-trillion-dollar deficit. You tell me if it doesn't have a bullseye on it.
0: Yeah, exactly. And and they've been talking about that for twenty years. You know, yeah. hey, they're going to come after your IRA. They're going to come after your and they haven't yet.
1: But accounts. but never. But don't. But don't just necessarily assume that they won't just because they haven't yet.
0: No. I mean, the government requires all the custodians to report this inc- information each and every year. Right. They have to report the value of retirement accounts. They know what's out there. They know how many trillions of dollars they can get their tax uh, fingers on. Right. So, so all try they got to be a ta- do is change the rule yeah, exactly. to, to require a payout sooner or, like you said, eliminate the stretch option for inherited IRAs. Now it has to be paid out within 10 years and you have to pay all the income tax. Do and, so and I
1: get that it's confusing, right? Because they, they do something like that, but then they also raise the RMD limit for your own personal account to 72 from 70 and a half. And so that money can grow even longer. And now they're considering raising it to 75. And so people kind of go, well, I guess they don't want the money that bad if they're waiting for me to delay it. But it's also allowing it to grow bigger too, right? So there's multiple right. ways of looking about this. And, and that really walks me into my next question is, are all retirement accounts taxed the same? way.
0: Absolutely not. Um, they are not taxed the same way you want to pay attention to this. Naturally, if you're setting up a retirement plan and a strategy, and if you're younger right now, we might want to look at, you know, some ways that we can, some vehicles that we can use that are, uh, tax free towards planning. Right. Um, but they're not taxed the same. Um, so you've got your standard 401k or IRA and, um, I mean, 401k, you might work for the state. It might be a 457 or if you're a TST, it's yeah. a 403b or yeah. something like that. But you're going to have something that you can contribute to that is payroll deduct. It goes in before you pay taxes to the federal government on it. That's called paying yourself first. So I'm putting it in my retirement first before I pay taxes on my paycheck. Well, the government allows it to grow tax deferred. It stays in this vehicle. And then when you're 59 and a half, you can pull that money out and pay taxes on it down the road. So you use the, the, the benefit of taking a tax deduction now or having less taxable income today it, in exchange, you're going to have more taxable income when you retire. Cause when you have to take this money out and use it, you have to pay income tax then. So,
1: yeah,
0: uh, and that's one taxation method. That's a traditional IRA or your 401k 457, 403b those, those types of plans. Now, when you hear the term Roth IRA, or sometimes now you have a Roth 401k, that means you you take your wages, you pull it through the tax grid, and you pay your taxes, but then you put your money in your, your account. So at Roth IRA, we can contribute. We've already paid taxes on those dollars, but we can still contribute each year into our Roth IRA. Since we've already paid taxes today, my money still uses the IRA vehicle to grow tax deferred, but when I'm 59 and a half or later in age, I can take this money out and I can use it completely tax-free, including the principal that I put in there. Plus, if you've had it for at least five years, the earnings come out tax-free as well. So if you start this when you're in your 20s, a million-dollar retirement account when you're 60 that is tax-free operates a whole lot differently than a million-dollar retirement account that is taxable when you're age 60. Yeah. Great point. Yeah. Yeah. So, cause you have to pay the taxes down the road in the, the thing we right. already discussed. We don't know what the tax rules are going right. to be. Right, and and that's and that's, that's why conv- like.
1: yeah, and that's why conversions have been so popular the last couple of years because you know really since seventeen, right? Because we know what the tax rates are going to be for a little while, and and so therefore people have been considering, hey, let's kind of reduce this future tax bill to reduce this future tax time bomb. Uh, and again, so that's kind of the point of of that strategy. Now, I got to ask you about another strategy as well. This is again common questions that that's the, the focus of the podcast. Is this tax? Free income in retirement conversation. Um, there's we, there's definitely ads and things talking about this all the time. And as I stated earlier, you can get your uh, into a lower tax bracket in retirement, but it takes planning and strategy. Is this tax free thing in income in retirement is that real? Is that is that a possible strategy that's out there?
0: That is a real possible strategy. Um, there is you got to beware because the way that they advertise it um, tends to cause you to raise your hand and get some information get more information. But there, there are ways to plan for tax free income in retirement. Mm -hmm. So you can use anything from like municipal bonds that are tax free from, you know, and and use the income from that to, um, you can invest all your assets in Roth, Roth instruments or convert from traditional to Roth coming up to retirement so that I can, everything I pull out is tax free. And that's what we mean by tax-free income. There's also some life insurance salespeople (laughs) that um, will sell you a uh, life insurance cash value policy. And if you grow the cash value in a life insurance policy large enough, if you have excess cash, uh, it could be a strategy too, where you get the, the value of that cash built up in that life policy over the years. That's another vehicle that grows tax deferred. And you're not forced to take money out of the life insurance. But if you want to take take it out, you can borrow against the cash value, or you can pull out some of your premiums without paying pay, paying any income tax on it. So that's a way that you can stuff. But there's tax vehicles that can be used to get a tax-free income during retirement. Now, okay. just beware, there's, there's, there's a caveat to everything that you invest in. So you want to check it out um, very thoroughly, and you want to make sure because that last option I talked about could mm. mean a huge tax bill to you if you take out too much money, yeah. or you collapse that policy, then you're on the hook for everything that you take okay. out and yeah. it all becomes taxable. So, yeah, great point. You got you to gotta plan and do your due diligence and make sure you know what you're investing in. Always talk to an advisor, not an insurance salesperson necessarily, but, you know, and those aren't all bad. They just got to yeah. work with your plan. Right.
1: Exactly. That's a great point. I mean, there's definitely different kinds of strategies and folks, as always, you know, I say it often, so let me remind you again, please do not take any action without checking with a qualified professional like Matt. He is an investment advisor representative. He's a fiduciary. He's been doing this for uh, many, many years, many uh, multiple decades here, helping you get to and through retirement. So make sure you're talking with a qualified prof- uh, pro before you take any action on any kind of tax or strategy or investment strategies you Always want to see how it's going to affect your unique situation because everybody is different. But that's why we're talking about some of these common planning questions around taxes in retirement. So that's going to bring me to my last one, Matt, um, and that is just you know the the concept of the income free. Uh, you know, income tax-free state, right? So Florida, for example, you know, just the snowbird option is one reason people tend to want to move from Michigan to Florida, right? Just for the whole weather thing. But another might be because of the tax situation. Now, Michigan ranks 12th overall, uh, as far as in, uh, in income taxes, so it's not you know it's not the the highest, it's not the top six, and it's certainly not at the bottom, right? So it's it's a question though. Some people may want to put that to their professional. Hey, would it make a difference if we retired in a income tax free state like Florida, for example?
0: Yeah, you know if if you've got some favorite things, uh, you know I've got some friends that. Uh that's definitely what their plan is. Uh, I don't think they're moving to Florida necessarily for the tax provision, but mostly for the sunshine. I think that's, um,
1: a, I think that's the point. Though. I'm glad you <laughs> said that if it's the only reason you're moving to a state is the tax-free income there, there could, maybe that's not the right option.
0: We need a therapist first. Maybe. We'll do, I we'll mean, unless, unless, planning. I mean,
1: unless the money is, I mean, unless it just truly dictates
0: it, I can't see that being the only reason, but it could be a consideration. It could be definitely a consideration. So, Yeah. Let's talk about that. Uh, Tax-free state. So in Michigan, you're going to pay 4.25% state income tax. Now, um, when you're taking money out of your retirement accounts, if I've got to take out 20% for federal taxes and I got to take out four and a quarter for state, man, I need 25% more than I originally intended just to get even. And I'm going to be pulling out close to 25%. If I move to Florida... And I take distributions from my IRA, and I'm in the 20% federal tax bracket. Then I take out 20, not 24.25. Just had some clients recently move out of Michigan into another state. They weren't, taxes weren't the main reason, but it actually benefits them by a little over a percent um, for their state tax. So they're moving into a state where it's around 3% for taxes instead of the four and a quarter. So should you move? I don't justify moving based on... 4% 4% more. I mean, if you got a $100,000 a year income and you have to pay 4250 $4, uh to the state, mm-hmm. you know, you got to be in a state that you want to be in, a state that you love. Sure. Um, now, and we, we've heard about it. I mean, let's look at the facts. In the last couple of years, we've heard a lot of businesses. I mean, Elon Musk moves over to Texas. Um, a lot over, of California. period. Calif- yeah. Out of California. Mm-hmm. Um, I got a, a friend who's an advisor, moved out of California, went to Tennessee. He still has a lot of his clients that he talks to regularly and meets with on Zoom, but um, they don't know he's in Tennessee, but he is taking advantage of those, definitely taking advantage of the tax opportunities as well as uh, living some of the dream there, uh, got out of the the hot, overpopulated California and, and is enjoying the... Country in Tennessee.
1: Yeah, yeah. So I mean, again, it's a strategy, right? So it's all about tax planning, not just tax prep. So make sure you're having a conversation. Uh, I know our mind starts to focus more on taxes at the end of the year, beginning of the new year. But let's take that energy and parlay that into a a conversation about our tax, excuse me, our tax planning all year long. Especially if you're a retiree or a pre-retiree within those first couple of years prior to retirement. And as always, again, if you got questions, reach out to Matt here on Mondays with Matt. Stop by his website. Uh, all things there that you need to do, whether you want to book some time with him or uh, subscribe to the podcast, all the stuff you need to do, you can do right through his website, greatlakesretirementsolutions.com. That's greatlakesretirementsolutions.com. Matt, anything else before we go this week, my friend? I
0: think that's all that uh, we have for you this week. Um, just pay attention. And if you want to talk about taxes, definitely, I, I welcome the conversation because A lot of folks, uh, as I mentioned, just let things go by. They don't necessarily talk to their CPA on how to reduce taxes. They just report what happened every year. So if you want tax reduction methods, give me a call. I will talk to you uh, realistic ways that'll improve your financial situation. And then we'll send you over to your accountant and see what they think.
1: There you go. Fantastic. So thanks for your time as always here on Mondays with Matt. Don't forget to subscribe on Apple, Google, Spotify, whatever platform you like to use. And again, please, before you take any action, check for the qualified professional and investment advisor representative like Matt Starkey at Great Lakes Retirement Solutions. We'll see you next time here on Mondays with Matt.